This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we discuss what made news, what didn't and some things that shouldn't have. Today we have a sparkling panel. We have Arvind Gunasekhar, journalist who covers the Central Bureau of Investigation. Hi Arvind. Hi. Uh, we also have Vakasha Sachdev, Associate Editor Legal with the Quint. Hi, Vakasha. Hello. hello. Uh, we also have Rohin Verma joining us. Welcome, Rohin. Thank you and hello. Rohin recently transitioned out from News Laundry looking for greener pastures. <laughs> but he's gracefully agreed to join us. So thank you for that. And we have Ayush Tiwari. Hi, Ayush. Hello. <laughs> you sound disappointed. No, not with you. <laughs> okay. And yours truly, Cherry Agarwal. This week, we have seen a lot of halchal. Especially when it comes to courts, judges, particularly Justice A.K. Patnaik and Justice A.K. Sikri. And also the premier investigative agency, which is the CBI. Which has reached a sort of an anticlimax, which I think, though Arvind disagrees with me. In the din of all this, there were several important news pieces that got eclipsed. Uh, were, but were there developments that deserved less airtime than what they got? Rohan, if you want to get us started. Yes, there were many such things that we should cover. And the CBI is being covered in the CBI, there are many things that are being hidden in the CBI. And we feel like the CBI is being covered a lot, but it doesn't happen. There are many questions that are being left in the CBI. And because I am representing the Hindi media on this panel, I am telling you that if you look at the CBI, there छोटी सी छोटी खबर नहीं आ रही है और लोगों को मालूम भी नहीं चल पा रहा है कि आखिर सीबीआई के अंदर हो क्या रहा है लेकिन इस बीच मैं बात करना चाह रहा हूं जो वर्कर्स प्रोटेस्ट हुआ था दिल्ली में अभी इट वाज ऑन नाइन्थ ऑफ जनवरी तो अभी मोदी सरकार ने तीन जनवरी को एक जो लॉ है वर्कर्स एक्ट है ये उसमें बदलाव किया है दिस इज लाइक ट्रेड यूनियन एक्ट 1926 में उन लोगों ने अमेंड कर दिया है चूँकि अब सरकार के पाँच साल पूरे होने वाले हैं और जो ईज ऑफ बिजनेस मैक्सिमम गवर्नमेंट और मिनिमम गवर्नेंस की जो बातें चल रही थी तो उसमें कोई सफलता नहीं मिल रही है तो अब जो मोदी गवर्नमेंट है वो लेबर लॉस को डायल्यूट करने की कोशिश कर रही है उसको लेके जो सेंट्रल ट्रेड यूनियंस हैं तेरह में से दस का दिल्ली और पूरे देश भर में प्रोटेस्ट हुआ उसमें करीब दिल्ली में खास करके मैं कवर कर रहा था तो करीब तीन लाख के आसपास लोग अलग अलग इंडस्ट्रियल एरियाज में प्रोटेस्ट कर रहे थे इस बीच एक और ज़रूरी बात है जो मैं इससे ही जोड़ जोड़ना चाह रहा हूँ क्योंकि मैं वज़ीरपुर में उन उन दिनों था जो एन सी ए पी एन कैप जो लॉन्च किया गया है परसों सेंट्रल इन्वामेंट मिनिस्ट्री के द्वारा आप अगर वज़ीरपुर जाएंगे क्लीनिंग एयर हाँ क्लीनिंग एयर के लिए जो प्रोग्राम लॉन्च किया गया है अगर आप वज़ीरपुर के इलाके में जाएं तो वज़ीरपुर में इंडस्ट्रियल पोल्यूशन इतना ज़्यादा है कि जो पीएम 2.5 को मापने का जो उनके पास मशीन्स लगी हैं वो फेल हो जा रही हैं इट्स लाइक एट प्लस तो आप सोचिए कि हम लोग कितनी जहरीली हवा ले रहे हैं एंड बिजनेस स्टैंडर्ड ने इस पर एक पीस किया था सेइंग दैट जो टारगेट है वी आर फोर टाइम्स अबव द पोल्यूशन लेवल दैट शुड बी एग्जैक्टली एंड डिस्पाइट गवर्नमेंट्स एफर्ट व्हिच इज़ द एन कैप प्रोग्राम 2022 या 2024 तक वी विल जस्ट कम डाउन टू थ्री टाइम्स द पोल्यूशन लेवल्स और उस बीच अभी भी कोई परफेक्ट रोड मैप नहीं है आपके पास कि आप कैसे इसको अचीव करने वाले हैं ये ऐसा लगता है कि क्लाइमेट चेंज पर पैरिस का एग्रीमेंट है जिसमें अभी तक हम इसी पर आ रहे हैं कि अच्छा जी ये करेंगे सो 
at least two news pieces that should hmm. have received more coverage aish to you was there something that caught your eye yeah definitely i think uh, it was an issue which was covered uh, i think the main headline surrounding nantra sagal's disinvitation from the this annual grand marathi literary fest mm-hmm. and what happened was of course her invitation was rescinded but i think what was not reported enough was that the woman who replaced her was the wife of a farmer who had committed suicide back in 2011 and her speech the speech she gave she was invited to inaugurate many mm-hmm. houses reported them as she inaugurating it which didn't really imply that she'll be speaking okay. but she went on to speak and what she spoke was i think something that that had very powerful substance which should have been covered okay. more or less saying that um, you know making a point that women are not encouraged to speak in societies that nantra tag segel's mm. invitation first of all going away and second that she not being asked to come and speak so she said i'm here to speak and she stood by some of the because nantra segel's speech was leaked in the media not leaked perhaps just she just submitted it to the media and she took positions which were very much what nantra segel was going to say that is um, condemning cow vigilantism condemning mob violence and um, i think fadnavis was supposed to be there but he didn't show up so the speech should have received yeah i only saw mumbai mirror i think you the article you sent me mm-hmm. covering it didn't read anything besides that okay yeah uh makasha what did you think the media missed or probably should have covered a little bit more um for me there were two things which i ended up sort of working on and i was very surprised to see not a lot of discussion on it the first was the hs bedi report on extra judicial on sort of uh, encounters in gujarat so he was looking at a bunch of these uh, encounter killings which had happened between 2002 to 2006 and this was mandated by the court he was by the supreme court he was monitoring it he had certain powers and all of that and he submitted his report which he'd actually tried to do back in february he'd given it to the supreme court and then he wanted to publish it but the gujarat government had not allowed had tried to stop this from getting out into the public so i mean that itself should have made it something which we should have all wanted to know about when then when finally after a long battle it uh, the supreme court finally ordered no it has to be published it came out and there was absolutely nothing now the thing was he was monitoring 17 reinvestigations which had happened into a bunch of these cases and of those 17 he found that there was strong evidence that in three of those they were clearly sort of custodial killings and i think it got trumpeted in a bunch of in a few news organizations that oh look see there's there's nothing wrong with it modi ji's got clean shit and it's like over but there was a lot more to that report than that first off the fact that that there were three confirmed custodial killings that should not be i i can't imagine that just because it was 3 out of 17 that's a low number no, the fact no i mean just acknowledging that there are custodial killings is and and it wasn't even that these are you know they like of the three of them so hmm. one of them uh, they they weren't entirely sure the circumstances of exactly how the guy got killed but he was definitely beaten up and stuff now that's something which they knew the others were pretty much execution style shootings like one one involved like a guy being shot like from above or into a, a bullet to his to his head mm. and this was the Samir Khan case which had come to light because he was supposedly part of this group of 16 people who were trying to assassinate Modi when he was chief minister of Gujarat and this guy was pretty much executed by the cops the all the other guys were acquitted because there was no evidence of any such plot they were all discharged in fact they didn't even it didn't even go to trial it was discharged because there was absolutely nothing and this guy had ended up losing his life for it and his father's been fighting this battle for years to try and get something done and nothing whatsoever has happened and the the interesting thing was to see how times now now latched onto this as being uh, as latched onto bedi's findings on this as 
sort of a clean chit to Modi, whereas actually what Bedi says is that I have not been able to hear from the parties and hear evidence and hear people who will give me something about the role of the state in this, so I can't pass any comments on it. Mm -hmm. He says there's nothing at this point to show that. And yet this was again latched on. And, and it, it's just, I mean, I find it horrifying when you read the details of those of each of those killings that nobody seemed to care. Um, the other one which I think got very little attention, and perhaps that'll, maybe there'll be some more when the Supreme Court's judgment comes out, was they conducted a hearing on the Bhima Koregaon, the original Bhima Koregaon arrest. So, I mean, we heard a lot more, obviously, when it happened, uh, when you had the arrest of Sudha Bhadwaj, Gautam Navlaka, and these guys. But before that, in June itself, uh, another five, five activists, activists were arrested. Yeah, and, you know, there was Sudhir Dawale, Surendra Gadling, Rona Wilson, Rona uh, Mahesh Raut, and um, Shoma Sen. And the thing was, their arrests were particularly egregious because, like, again, Dawale and Gadling and all these are people who fought for, who've been lawyers for uh, accused, and, and that's pretty much one of the reasons why they've been hauled up before. So... Uh, the court was having to hear because they were actually granted they should have been given bail back in September and mm. the uh, Bombay High Court had found that the extension of detention which a lower court had ordered there was wrong and that they should have been let out on bail government decided to appeal against that and take took it up and so all these months they've been on bail even though they you know, they've been in jail even though they should have been free and there was absolutely nobody covering the hearings and these are really important because what you were dealing with was was a standard um, was a very key issue because when it comes to these kind of things, you have a lot of these extensions of time which are granted for detention, but they're supposed to involve application of mind by the prosecutor and the mm. judge. and But just constantly that never happens in court at all. And the Supreme Court is kind of looking at that as, a, as an issue here, that whether my, there was an application of mind or not. Do you find this more relevant or more sorry, prevalent in lower courts than in the Supreme Court? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the lower courts, that's the big problem is because they just tend to do whatever the prosecution or the CBI or whoever else asks them to do. You rarely ever see it. And, and this is one of the reasons why we actually have a really problematic situation is because our, high co our higher courts are keeping on having to hear these cases and deal with this when they should just be addressed at the trial court stage. It should never be reaching this point. Like a trial court should have seen what happened here, which was very clearly like the extension of time. So something as simple as this. An extension of time request has to be submitted by the prosecution showing they have good reasons why it needs to, why the hmm. you know, investigation needs to go on longer and why they haven't filed a charge sheet within three months as required. And it's so simple and here it hadn't happened. And can you imagine, instead of the prosecutor, it's the police officer has given a report and the trial court has said that's okay. And there's a, clearly supposed to be a distinction between your prosecution and police officer. And the, the trial so I mean, if the media had covered this, this would or this could have been a larger issue that the media could have looked at when we are looking at cases I think like so, this. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and because it is not just this case, it is mm. so many others so where many this other is cases, happening. But this case could have been a peg. Yeah, I mean, this was at least a known case, right? But correct. Uh, Arvind, I would like to bring you in here. Was there something that you thought the media missed? Was there something that was underreported? I do agree that CBA got a lot of new space. Uh, in fact has been getting for a couple of time, for a couple of days, but we should see in which case this CBA is getting the attention. It's not CBA has not got some good conviction or some they have achieved, they have cracked a big investigation. No, instead, the entire news, whatever is coming from CBA is, is an infight between one and two. That is the news. And second thing... Which is Varma and Asthana. Varma and Asthana, yeah, I completely agree. And second thing, which which should have got equal importance or equal space in media as Meghalaya mind trappers. It's been a month. 15 trappers are still in India. We, have, we are calling ourselves as the, was the largest developing country. Mm -hmm. But it's been a month. Still, we couldn't take them out. Still, I we mean, couldn't rescue them. It's been a month. And second thing, coming back to CBI. 
Sorabuddin fake encounter case, I think, alleged Sorabuddin fake encounters case. All the accused have been, till date, CBI has not come up with a stand. CBI has not given official line what yes. they are going to do next. The only quote, the only official version we got from CBI was that, that particular day when the judgment came out, CBI said that we are awaiting the judgment copy. Correct. I think it's more than a month. I think it's going to be a month. Till now, CBI has not come up with a statement what mm -hmm. they are going to do with, whether they are going to file an appeal, how did they go wrong, because the judgment has, the judge, indeed, mm -hmm. he has questioned the, this one, probing skills of CBI. So CBI Correct. should have come up with a statement, but here, nothing has happened. Here I also want to mention uh, the media's coverage of the Surabuddin case was also pointed out, or the lack of coverage was also pointed out in a last podcast. So if you guys want to hear a lot last podcast, the link would be below. But uh, Arvind, since we are talking about CBI, there are so many characters involved. There's so much going on. And I mean, it's so complex. So could you give us sort of an overview of what's happening and where we stand now, including the CVC's role, the controversy involving Justice A.K. Patnaik and Justice A.K. Sikri and Vakasha, you can jump in and fill in the gaps in the story. I think Vakasha would speak on the legal side. Let me start with how did this fight, the one versus two fight actually started in CBA? I think it started sometime around in October 2017 when... Astana was to be promoted from additional director of CBA to special director of CBA. It is in October 2017. There was a meeting in CVC because usually for all this, all this promotion and all, uh, CVC gives the final word. So there was a meeting in which then CBA director Alok Kurma gave a note which CVC is saying is an un unsigned note. So let's not get into it. So then CBA director Alok Kurma gave a note saying that Rakesh Astana should not be promoted as special CBA director because there are evidences against him of getting alleged evidences against him of getting bribe from an accused who is linked to Sterling Biotech case. His reservation, his opposition was uh, was not taken, was not taken on board, whereas CVC went ahead and they promoted Rakesh Astana as special CBA director, which was again challenged in Supreme Court, but Supreme Court rejected the petition, got dismissed, and Rakesh Astana was promoted as uh, special director of CBA. That I would say that is the start of this ugly infighting in CBA. So again, in coming to 2018, 2018 August, sometime in mid of August, Rakesh Astana wrote to cabinet secretary saying that this, he has listed some 10 allegations against Alok Verma saying that Alok Verma has derailed from his duty. So, and he asked cabinet secretary to take action against Alok Verma. Cabinet secretary, he forwarded this complaint of Rakesh Astana against Alok Verma to CVC and CVC did not do anything. CVC kept, uh, kept silent for August, September. For two months, CVC did not do anything. Again, only on October 17, when CBA filed a case against its own number two, Rakesh Astana, its special director, only after two months, this entire issue again got into the this one main fold. October 17, 2018, CBA registered a case against Rakesh Astana on a bribe complaint. It's a bribery allegation. Uh, a complaint and a businessman from Hyderabad, Satisana Babu, he gave a statement. Uh, it was 164 statement. It was recorded before a magistrate on October 15th or so. On October 17th, CBA registered a case against Rakesh Astana, Manoj Prasad and several others. The, the, this one, uh, the complaint is, the allegation is that Rakesh Astana got around two crores of bribe. So again on 20th 
CBI writer Devendra Kumar, he was an I.O. in this particular case and they arrested Devendra Kumar the very next day. And Rakesh Astana moved Delhi High Court seeking protection with Delhi High Court did not, in fact, they did not give him protection, but they said that CBI should not take any further action. They have ordered status quo. They have ordered CBI to maintain status quo. Only on October 23rd, when government got this, everything is going, one is going against another. Mm-hmm. One versus two fighters come to public and they have registered case and even RAW has been involved into this. on october 23rd was because of that samant goyal and uh, yeah because the fir though fir does not name samant goyal as an accused but fir also the fir has details of role of samant goyal yeah, that he samant. was in that he was on whom was the middle, we yeah, helped to get yeah, these yeah, yeah, yeah. because manoj prasad which several sources are saying that manoj prasad was a raw assent of in dubai so through that samant goyal was brought in and raw links were brought in on october 23rd night cvc intervened in this issue I, I don't know why didn't CVC intervene for last two months last when the complaint months. they got it hmm. in August 2018. Whereas the first complaint against Rakesh Astana was October 2017. C- CVC did not do anything. Only when government saw things are going out of control, then only CVC came. CVC should have been more alert because CVC is a supervisory. CVC has the supervisory power of CBA. They hmm. should have intervened, but they hmm. didn't. When this FIA was lodged, when the arrests were made and there was a news that Rakesh Astana would be arrested or there would be searches at Rakesh Astana residence on 23rd October, CVC gave a recommendation that both Rakesh Astana and Alokuma should be removed from their posts and the, they should be removed out so that this fight in fighting would be stopped. And they appointed an interim director, Nagesh Rao, in which Now comes a very important question. On that particular order, October 23rd, 2018 order, CVC is relying on a secret note. The note which was submitted by Alok Verma in October 2017 against Rakesh Sastana. In October 2017, the same note was submitted by Alok Verma against Sastana, which CVC said, because this is unsigned, we will not rely on this. And they went on and they... gone again and they promoted him as a special director. Correct. And a year later, they are relying on the same note and they are removing us so a note that was not legitimate or valid earlier is being used as a legitimate excuse to push both these people yeah. was interesting also that back in october 2017 they also said that uh, you know complaints and these kind of notes aren't sufficient you have to have more proof and yet hmm. against alok verma <laughs> when you know they were willing to take action even and though they i'm didn't. saying that if if cvc on october 2018 and uh, october 2018 if cvc is ready to rely on that particular note if they have relied on the same note in october 2017 the entire issue wouldn't have happened <laughs> Yeah. CVC was sleeping the shows yeah. and it's also so the double stand of CVC and, and what a year before you are saying that we will not rely on it a year later you are relying on it hmm. we're having it coming both ways coming to Vakasha uh, Alok Verma's petition in the Supreme Court could you give us a brief context of that and coming to where we are now So yeah, so then, um, so as as Arvind's pointed out, right? So the, oh, you now reach October twenty third. This CVC order comes in recommending Alok Verma's uh, and Rakesh Astana both their powers are taken away. And the thing is, when it comes to Rakesh Astana, fine, okay, you know the center and the CVC can take actions. It's it's it, there's no particular problem here. But with Alok, it's Verma, very interesting. You mentioned that the center and the CVC can take action. CBI is supposed to be independent of central government's interference. Yeah. Well, but then that's what Arvind yeah, points out. that immunity is only for cbi directors exactly. not for special directors because the thing okay. is they they have a supervisory power so under the delhi special police establishment act which is your 
uh, which governs the CBI, uh, you have powers of superintendence for the CVC and for the center over the CBI. So the CVC has superintendence over any matters relating to corruption investigations, and the uh, center has it over any other matter. Hmm. So they do have that power when things are going particularly problematic with the organization. But as Arvind's pointed out, there are special protections and safeguards for the CBI director. Correct. Because, and this comes out of a 1997 Supreme Court judgment in Vineet Narayan's case, where they realized that there was this danger of the organization not having its autonomy. So they said, let's insulate it by giving the CBI director a fixed tenure of at least two years. And and this is- But it did not work in Verma's favor in this case. Well, the thing is, the two years thing is important, but more, much more important is what they said about, um, is when they said, is, is what they deal with when it comes to transfers and movements away. So they, so they had this in the trans, you can't transfer the CBI director until and unless there are the same committee which appoints him hmm. um, is or has given its prior consent. And that becomes really important because this gets eventually added into the Delhi Special Police Establishment Act. Which is where the high-powered panels rule Exactly. So this high-powered committee is, uh, it's it's meant to be made up of the Prime Minister, the Chief Justice of India and the leader of the opposition. or Malikarjun Kharge in this case. Exactly. So the key thing is it kind of puts a check on the government being able to kind of just run roughshod on removing a person they don't like because you've got a CGI in the room and you've got the opposition also in the room. So now, but, but this then is that also means you are politicizing what is not supposed to be politicized. No, but in a sense, what are the other checks you can, if you're going to have a committee which is going to be involved, you have to then either be very sure you're going to be, it's going to be an entirely independent panel, uh, which is going to make this thing, which is, which the problem is then who's going to appoint them because it's the central government who appoints mm. them. Mm. Or you keep the option of having the, the judiciary and the leader of opposition in the room. And I think that's a reasonable compromise which which was worked out and the idea was that you can't that you because you and when they use the word transfer in the act the idea is to say that look effectively you can't take away this person's you can't effectively just remove them from where what they're doing but then the government is very clever here they're I, like, I think government said that we are not removing the person uh, the government said that we are not removing the person we are just he is still there i think when this <laughs> case came to supreme court i think ag argued this as on date uh, alok karma is the cba director we he also has yes. the PA, he also has the bungla, he also has the car, yeah. he also has the office. But the only thing that we have taken is charge alone as of now, so that we can, this infighting can be stopped and so that the necessary probe can be Yeah, and it's like, oh, it's only an interim measure and we're doing this and it's just a temporary thing. But the point is, it's it was, the interesting thing is I would love to know whether the AG's office had actually given an advice note on this because this was quite blatantly against like if you maybe had just looked at that Delhi Special Police Act okay maybe it, it may th you may think that oh I can be a clever and try to do this but when you look at the context where it's come from with the Vineet Narayan case and what the what has led to this moment to have this thing in the law you know you can't do this and any com half competent lawyer would have been able to tell them this so the thing is, but they but they wanted to do something where they had a fig leaf of being able to do it and where they could then just prolong the case because that's Correct. what they do. Because Verma now goes to the Supreme Court and he says this is the legal issue. Uh, and the prop, this is where the Supreme Court really, you know, they, they completely took their eye off the ball because all they had to do was say, okay, this is the limited issue. Can the Supreme Court remove, can the center and the CVC remove him or not? It was worth two days worth of arguments. You Which went on for about eight weeks. Yeah, and and when they finally caught around to arguing this, it was only two days of arguments. And you could have, by the end of October, wrapped up the whole thing. But no, instead, even though the judges, this is clear, this is so obvious, and this is what the eventual judgment realizes, they don't do this. They faff about for like a whole month. But eventually, there's no yes or no binary answer. 
No, but there is there, there is Sorry. a very important binary answer on okay. the question of does something like this constitute a transfer? And they've clearly said it does. So you can dress it up whatever you want. The center can pretend it's not a transfer, but it is a transfer if you're taking if you're preventing the CBI. Which is why Alok Verma was reinstated. Yeah, but I, Arun, I have yeah. a different opinion here also. I, I even question the how did the Supreme Court go ahead with this case? The prayer before them is very simple. Did government follow all the procedure in removing Alok Verma or not? That is hmm. the only question. Correct. But instead, Supreme Court ordered CVC to okay. do a probe within 14 days or something yeah. and they appointed a supervisory, uh, a retired justice, retired justice yeah. Patnaik to supervise the entire process of this probe. And they gave them 15 days time. If you could read the judgment, the judgment says, we are not going into the CVC report which we feel is completely unnecessary because we are just looking into the process that was followed by the exactly. center. If Supreme Court took that decision, took that stand, even right from day one, all this, this exactly. 15 and days and of time. If that is what the Supreme Court is saying, then the entire CVC process, they are saying that the entire CVC process was redundant. Yeah, in a sense, because see, the point is, what should have always been the case was they should have said, look, let the CVC conduct its inquiry into Verma. There is no pro. You keep doing that. You ask him whatever questions. It doesn't matter. But you can't. This action should have been stopped in its tracks. At the, it should have been nullified on the first day itself. Right. But by letting it go on, this is just, you know. I want to bring in Rohan here. Rohan, you had a question. No, no question. I was listening to Arvind a lot. And I was listening to Rohan two days ago. Singh had an investigation in which he was telling him that CVC KV Chaudhary is going to Alok Verma and they say that you have to take the Aasthana and take the Aasthana. The Aasthana is the Bhaskar Kulwe, the Koyla Ghotala Aarupi. They want to save them, the Pradhan Mantri. So in the whole situation, if you एक आपको ऐसा लगता है कि आपने जो संस्थाएं बनाई थी एक लोकतंत्र में वो जनतंत्र को पंक्चर करने का जो काम होता है क्योंकि अभी देखिए गया में जो रेप हुआ है वो एक एससी कम्युनिटी की लड़की है पटवा है और उसके फैमिली भी ये चाहती है कि उसकी जांच सीबीआई से हो और आप सीबीआई के ऊपर देख रहे हैं कि किस तरीके की राजनीति चल रही है और किस तरीके से वो पूरा करप्ट हो चुका है पूरा सिस्टम और उसके बाद आप जब पटवा टोली की उस लड़की को देखते हैं तो आपको लगता है कि ये पूरे जनतंत्र को जिस तरीके से आप मैनिपुलेट करके पूरे बर्बाद करने का एक साजिश रच रहे हैं उसमें कितने लोगों का I mean, you bring an important point here, which is where I want Arvind, Vakasha and uh, Ayush to weigh in. One is about just about what has been the role of the CVC when it comes to AK Patnaik. Because Patnaik had said that, you know, there's no evidence of corruption against Alok Verma. So this so, is interesting because that's come out now. We, correct. You know, whereas, and this should have actually come out at the start because Patnaik supervised the 15-day inquiry, submitted a report, but we heard nothing about what he said. But that was a two-page report. But my question is actually more preliminary than that. As his role as a supervisor, was he dealing with evidences? If not, is he even in a space to talk about whether there were evidences or not, if he did not go through the evidences? But I do want to make another point connecting it to what Rohan said, that yes, the rape, the gruesome rape and murder in Gaya was also one of the things that have been really underreported. Hmm, yes. The rape happened in January and the gruesomeness of the rape is just appalling. People have come out on the streets to protest. There has been a vigil, but just the reluctance of the media to cover this issues is just so telling. But coming to all three of you about Patnaik's role, did he was looking at evidence really within the ambit of his role. If you could go through the order of Supreme Court in that particular 
day when Supreme Court ordered CVC to continue with the probe within 15 days time, they also appointed retired Justice A.K. Patnaik to supervise the entire process. In the order, the Supreme Court also said this is one time arrangement which we are doing it because we know that CVC is a supervisory body of the entire uh, country as of now. Hmm. So why should one appoint a supervisor to a supervisory body? So that question Maybe raised... just shows lack of trust in the CVC. Exactly, but uh, because the order says this time we are making such an arrangement, keeping in mind the seriousness of the issue because they didn't go into it. Maybe precisely for the same point. In that particular order, Supreme Court said, we are appointing retired Justice A.K. Patnaik to supervise the process so that the entire process can be completed within two weeks' time, if I'm not wrong, two weeks' time. So, Patnaik was given that role of supervisor. So, when CVC started recording the statement, when when CVC started probing this issue, when they started recording the statement, Patnaik was very much present in the entire thing because when when we spoke to the sources linked to Satisana Babu, we got to know that for the first two days when Satisana Babu was recording his statement, deposing, deposing he was recording his statement before uh, Justice A.K. Patnaik. Retired Justice A.K. Patnaik was also in the same room where uh, CVC Chaudhary, uh, Chief Vigilance Commissioner Saudri and two other Vigilance Commissioner were also there. So from that we are getting to know that A.K. Patnaik was taking an active part in the entire process. Even uh, if you could see the present reports which is coming in which uh, there, there are reports saying that Alau Karma did submit a written answer written uh, report to CVC and in, in a in copy the sealed was cover to the Supreme Court no not Supreme Court I'm coming to what he gave it to the CVC when CVC, the probe was correct. going on so hmm. no yeah but Alau Karma there was a questioner sent to Alau Karma Alau Karma gave a written answer to all those questioners to CVC and even Astana gave something in written but Abhi, uh, the reports are coming that Astana did not give it, the signature was not, it, was, it wasn't signed in front of AK Patnaik, that is Correct. the controversy, which, which is not so big also as of now. The question is, Supreme Court appointed a retired justice AK Patnaik. Usually, in which all the cases Supreme Court appoints a retired person, I think uh, Vakasha would be saying that only if the case is so serious, when the case is very important, they would appoint a retired justice. Hmm. So even in this case, because going through, go, knowing the seriousness of the issue, they appointed a retired justice. So retire, appointing a person to supervise the process does not mean the retired justice A.K. Panoik will come in the morning and go in the evening. No, he, he is actively, he was taking part in it. Our question is, when CVC gave the report, Patnaya gave two other uh, separate uh, two-page two note in which he said what are the process that was followed. Patnaik in that particular two-page report, which we are getting to know as of now through our sources, he just relied on, he just gone into the whether natural principle of natural justice was followed, whether all the stakeholders were given a chance to give their versions. Our question is, if, if Patnaik was appointed as a supervisor person, shouldn't he also be taken on board when the report was finalized? Question is now, Patnaik is saying that these are not my findings. My Patnaik findings. is distancing himself from the findings. Correct. So what is the need of a supervisory person? But in so that I, 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 would, I would slightly disagree with that. that I, I, the thing is, he didn't necessarily have to be the one endorsing the findings. And the whole point of having a supervisor is, no matter what the investigative agency ends up finding, your supervisor is supposed to say, okay, did they do things? Did they go by the book? Did they do things right? Did Were things in order? And that was, what I, that was the reason why he must have been there when Sana was there and why he's also pointed out that he wasn't there when Asana was there because if an, a, a statement by Asana is taken he's noted how important Asana's complaint was to all of this. He would want to know whether the whole process for questioning Asana is by the book. Whether or not he gets involved with those findings is a separate matter and that is something which you can legitimately say he wouldn't necessarily have to. He could disagree entirely with the CVC. In that way, I have a question. So, is CVC worth the final? 
No, it's not fine. But the point is, at least for their report, he should... N- now, in this particular case, Supreme Court has said that we are not going into the yeah. allegation, the CVC report. Yeah. Okay. Selection committee has completely gone by the CVC report and they have removed it. Yeah. So it shows as on date, CVC word is final. No one can challenge but, the CVC and that's the, that's the concern because the issue is if you've got a supervisor for a report saying I have problems, you, you don't have to say, okay, because he's disagreed, he, that, you know, because if he has a different view on the findings, their findings are bad in or whatever. But if he is saying that there are problems with the evidence used, now if he's saying that, for instance, that there's, there's no evidence to back up the corruption thing, they've only got one statement, then that's something which you have to use when you're considering the CVC report. So when the Supreme Court is considering the CVC report, they need to be also saying you know what but he also but look at what Patnaik said about it when the high part committee is considering the CVC report which we know they have done they needed to have a copy of this report and yet we have now been told by Malikargun Kharje that the, he never that they that the high power committee was not given a copy of Patnaik's report and that's a big problem because it it means that as you're saying they end up looking at it as the final word the CVC's report becomes final word without having a clear uh, a dissenting note against that or at least some sort of comment on the quality of that CVC report being considered so this is a bit so which is why Patnaik's report doesn't have to necessarily be final either but you have to weigh both of them together and neither the, the Supreme Court doesn't appear to have done that and neither does I Ibarra. agree with you that both have to be weighed together sorry Arvind I'll just come to you uh, I agree that both of them have to be weighed together but like you said Patnaik my question is did Patnaik actually see all the evidence? When you're saying that he has a supervisory role, when you're saying that he is just looking at the procedural mm-hmm. uh, intricacies, whether the procedures and was everything by the book, then can he say that there was no evidence? No, absolutely, because they would have to sub. Because the whole point of being supervisors is every bit of evidence which is being considered by the CVC would have to be put on a on a note or on a file to Patnaik. He would have to say. He would have to, so he doesn't get to say, okay, look, you, so what, what you have, the CVC has said three statements, hmm. three witness statements which are coming there. He needs to know that there are three witness statements saying X. He doesn't have to go into the deep, into exact, but for instance, if he's now saying that CVC had these two bits of evidence, had one bit of evidence and has reached X finding without anything else, that is entirely, that is entirely within his scope to be Got able to say. Got your point. Here, yeah, Arun- uh, Akasha, I, I would want to counter on two things. Uh, in this particular case, at Patnaik's report was in place before the high panel committee. That is the allegation. Karge is saying that I wasn't given the copy of it, which I think government has a sensible point because their justification is also valid because Patnaik was appointed by Supreme Court, not by the government. Yes. So Patnaik gave two-page note to the Supreme Court. The copy wasn't given to the government. Government can't go and approach Supreme Court asking for the two-page report. Nor but by I government, c- you are meaning the high-powered no, no, panel. No, the, the center. Center, yeah, center. So center can't go and ask for the co- copy. Nor Patnaik is in any way any reason for giving the copy to the uh, central panel committee or the government. So that's apart. Second thing, coming to uh, CVC. Here, I would say that CVC does not have any criminal jurisdiction. CVC can't can't be seen as an adjudication body. Absolutely. CVC itself is a supervisory body. CVC CVC is only job is if they get some complaint regarding functioning of any of the government regarding the corruption alone. That's a vigilance body. So they can see it. If they find there is something, prima facie, there is something, they they would be forwarding it to CBR or ED or some other body to probe further. So that's actually, the, and that's a very key point. What you're raising is, yes, the central government didn't have, because they wouldn't have had a copy of Patnaik's. The uh, Patnaik himself had was under no obligation to provide, but the people who should have were the Supreme Court. And I'm saying this, and I'll, the reason why I'm saying this is, if it had, if the Supreme Court's judgment on this issue had said nothing about high part committee has to look into it or anything of that sort, it would be fine. 
then it would mean it's entirely up to the government's uh, sort of level. The government has to decide, send it to the High Power Committee or not, because it's purely on their reference. But, but the, the decision su- that is impacting Varma is of the High Powered Committee who did not have Patnaik's report. And I'm Patnaik's saying the Supreme report. Court asked, specifically said, and the Supreme Court should never, there should have been no mention in the Supreme Court order about the High Powered Committee having to look at this matter and that one week period and all that nonsense should never have been there. The fact that the Supreme Court have done, so then once the Supreme Court is saying, okay, now I we are directing you to look into this issue, then it was the responsibility of the Supreme Court to make sure that all the material Correct. went. Because, especially because, as as Arvin said, your, your Sunday now, your, your CVC report has become a criminal finding mm-hmm. of some sort almost, even though you, and you've not given a person a chance to be heard, and you've not put all the evidence on record. At the end, if the C, that CVC report was so important, then everything relating to it should have been on record before the high-powered committee. And you can't expect the government to do that, but when the, when the Supreme Court has said you have to look at it, they should have made sure it was done. Since you've brought in, both of you have brought in natural justice and that argument, I will come to that. But before that, I think Rohan wants to come in. Jitni uh, complex ये कहानी हो गई है वकास और अरविंद जो बता रहे थे जो टेक्निकलिटीज़ हैं इसमें मज़ेदार ये है कि ये पूरा जो खेल चल रहा है इसमें कहीं ना कहीं प्रधानमंत्री बहुत बैड लाइट में आते हैं कि वो किस तरीके से चीज़ों को हैंडल कर रहे हैं और चूँकि प्रधानमंत्री तक उसकी आंच ना आए इसलिए ये पूरा खेल इस तरीके से दिख रहा है मैं मैं ये कॉमेंट ही कर रहा हूँ और मैं वकासा और अरविंद से जानना भी चाहता हूँ कि अगर प्रधानमंत्री इसमें बहुत सक्रिय भूमिका निभा रहे हैं और सेंट्रल गवर्नमेंट निभा रही है तो क्या ये बात नीचे तक जा रही है या क्या वहाँ पे ये संदेश जा रहा है कि प्रधानमंत्री इसमें कहीं ना कहीं इन्वॉल्व हैं क्योंकि जो चीज़ ऊपर से हमें दिख रही है कि वर्मा स्थाना की लड़ाई है इसमें भ्रष्टाचार के आरोप हैं लेकिन कहीं ना कहीं उसमें राफेल का एक मामला है जो अपोजिशन बार बार उठा रहा है और क्या इस बैड लाइट का असर उनको उन्नीस के इलेक्शन में कहीं दिख सकता है क्या इस वजह से वो जे का केस या अलग अलग चीज़ों को लाया जा रहा है जस्ट एडिंग टू रोहिन्स पॉइंट राइट when we talk about conflict of interest pm modi is sitting on a panel which is looking at the future of alok verma who is investigating a case which might implicate modi so i mean how fair is it to have him on such a panel so uh, under involvement of prime minister i think kharge alleged that uh, when the cbi director was being removed on the night of october 23rd it was the nsa who ordered the delhi police to seal their office now that obviously implies that the prime orders are coming from the top because the nsa works mm. with the prime minister takes their clarification the role and was position. also put in in mk sinha's petition it was also in terms of the question of a conflict of interest i think you've You, that is absolutely right, and in a sense, you, what you could see was the right decision was made by Gogoi because Gogoi himself, as CJ, was supposed to be uh, on that committee, and he realized, look, I've just passed an order relating to it. I should not be on the committee, and therefore, Justice Sikri comes in. And there are separate uh, questions to be asked about whether Sikri himself should have also recused because of that CSAT position and all that. But you know, for now, he wasn't. There was no prohibition against him doing it, so we, there's no point really getting into that debate. Uh, no, there was. Well. But that is conflict of interest. So, but yeah, coming to uh, sorry, but the thing was, Gogoi himself kind of realized that was yes, and the prime minister should have done the same thing because. Look, I mean, at the end of the day, we are going to have to always rely on some news reports. There are news reports about the seven matters which were on Verma's desk when he was suddenly kicked off, and 
all of them are actually really serious. What, there's whether it was the Rafal matter, which we know Bhushan and Shorinal had filed that uh, had filed the complaint, and you know the, again this ties us back to the Rafal judgment as well because there also they clearly said, look, if you're following the Lalita Kumari judgment, this is this discloses a cognizable offence, and FIR has to be registered. Where it goes from there is a separate matter. But again, uh, and the, the the scary part I guess for the government was were they coming there or not? But I just think that you uh, the, the 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 prime minister should not have dealt with this case. Uh, it was right for Gogoi not to, to, to step aside as well. But, I mean, th th this whole thing has been a problem, not just as uh, Rowan says of the Prime Minister's office, but there's a big, qu a lot of question marks to be asked to the judiciary here. Like, they really have to soul search a like, bit and ask for this. Sometimes I feel that the judiciary is very scared. If it's related to the judiciary, the judiciary is very scared. You can see their actions or observations. So, sometimes I feel that the judiciary is very scared. Especially when the judiciary is related to Mm -hmm. Arvind? I think I agree with Vakasha also. Even this time, I would also, even the question of judiciary is also under scrutiny because 1997, in Vinit Narayan judgment, Supreme Court gave the immunity to CBI director. I think with this particular Alakwama judgment, they have removed that immunity because they have given an easy way for government for any government to remove a CBA director. They can ask a recommendation from CBC. Based on that recommendation, they can easily remove anyone. Is the, In DSP Act, is there any procedure that says that if there is an allegation against CBA director, CBC should give a recommendation to high, 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 this one selection committee and selection committee can act on it. Where is this? First time, CBC role is coming into play. We all know that CVC is a super history body of CBI. CVC watches CVC. It should be making recommendations. Exactly. It does not mean that you need to completely accept whatever CVC gives. What Correct. is the role of CVC? CVC need to look into all the issues and they can just give a recommendation and the concerned body can... And that takes us right back to principles of natural justice yeah. because if you're, the CVC report cannot be final, there had to have been, no matter whether the CVC spoke to Verma or not, does not matter. If you are looking at that, for the high power committee in this case, they should have called Verma in. They should have been something else more yeah. than this. And I, sorry, because if you could check all the bank fraud case, first the complaint will go to CVC, CVC will forward the complaint to CBI, CBI will register a PE, and then they will go into it, and then only they will register an FIR itself. But in this case, without even doing anything, the moment CVC gave a recommendation, high power committee finalized, and they removed uh, uh, Alok Karma from Correct. director post. Talking about the principle of natural justice, the reason why... Uh, it's being argued that one is one argument is that it's a violation of the principle of natural justice. The reason why people are saying it's not a violation is because the CVC that was looking at the evidences gave Varma a chance to respond to the allegations. The high-powered committee or the PM-led panel was looking at the recommendations made by the uh, CVC and not actually looking at the allegations or evidences afresh. So if... Varma has already been heard by the panel or the CVC, which was looking at evidences. Wasn't but, but the principle? The I, think, <laughs> I think both of us yeah, are going to end up saying the same thing. Here, the role of CVC is also under question. Absolutely. Because hmm. Alok Karma has said on October 7th, in a return to, that's what we are, the report saying, and the sources are also confirming that on October 7th, CVC visited Alok Karma's residence and he wanted to bring a truce between Rakesh Astan and Alok Karma. And yeah. this is supposed True. to be in his response as well. So again, yeah. the high power committee should have seen this also. The role of CVC stops... Here we are talking about K.V. Chaudhary. Yeah, K.V. Chaudhary. Yeah, K.V. Chaudhary, Chief Vigilance Commissioner. His role, the, or the entire CVC's role, the moment they give a recommendation, their job is done. 
even if they forward any complaint any uh, regarding a government servant to another competent authority for further action hmm. their role stops there hmm. cba or ed will not go back to cvc and ask for this one cvc's role is only to supervise the moment they get uh, this one they will just forward it here when the chief vigilance commissioner kv choudhury's role itself is under question how can you completely believe so you should have given a chance for alok verma to know what exactly happened yeah. so and even without kv choudhury this this allegation against kv choudhury th- how on earth is it that the cvc's r- findings are final like you, as you said what they've done is they've not reconsidered the thing they've just gone by this but that's not what the whole the whole hype the whole point of having the hype if in that case and why even have the high power committee if they're just going to go with whatever the cvc says then you might as well follow what the I cvc says in the first place yeah wakash i um, i think let me inter- in here even supreme court did not go into the report of cvc supreme court i, I supreme mean, court of course we all know because supreme court after going through the report mm. at one point they realized that there's no need of going through the report that's why they again got back into the whether the process were followed or not so basically so, cvc was used to delay the process and from the supreme court judgment am i right in saying that the cvc's role was redundant when it comes to the petition in front of the supreme court yeah and 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 i think this takes us to what this is all about and the issue here is less about and, and this comes back to what arvind just last said he said does the supreme court judgment now mean that the government can keep doing this kind of thing again and actually the judgment says no you can't because the judgment says you have to construe the concept of transfer widely but what this case has shown us is that the government can do whatever they want even if they're eventually going to get struck down but they they are going to win because they've got the time because now for instance right. verma had 3 months left by doing this nonsense you wasted two months of those anyway so you so the government's already won this is where the supreme court should have stepped in exactly. and said ki we will restore the days that have been wasted but i want to come uh, to summarize our discussion let okay, me make one point yes yeah. absolutely coming to cvc report if you could see cvc report out of 10 hmm. allegation two allegations cvc has found that allegations against alokoma by rakesh sasan they have found it substantiated what are the two allegations based on circumstantial evidence anything what are two things one uh, alokoma tried taking uh, tainted officers uh, into cba one hmm. second thing regarding that he helped someone when he was delhi police chief, when he was the delhi police chief he uh, he helped some police official with the vigilance hmm. all this happened before he became yeah, the cbi uh, delhi yeah. hmm. so when he was taken when he was made as a cbi director cbi the government should have done all this check the cbc was supposed to look into yeah, all of this back then they didn't do anything and <laughs> all of a sudden when they themselves say that this all happened when he was a delhi police chief hmm. how then how did he make as director cbi also interesting is a person who's not good enough for being the cbi director based on prima facie evidence is good enough to lead another department yeah, that's a question i mean the, the, the main thing is the cbc should have been looking at all of these things when he was appointed and if you then thought it was all fine now suddenly you and again and this is a, of course where patnaik's thing comes in because he says apart from asana's complaint there is no proof of this hmm. and that's and for me that becomes and you have to ask yourself also again the supreme court's role in allowing this very sort of devious kind of thing to be done because the government have seen that they can keep doing this kind of thing correct they can eventually be struck down but they've used this to first delay get what they want and and by the end it doesn't matter you can they'll keep doing this they'll they'll uh, do the same thing again also cherry cba director has been selected by not by random procedure cba director has been selected by the highest committee which even supreme court has said hmm. let's let's leave alok verma let's take any x y z the person who has been verified at all layers yeah. who has been appointed by the highest committee even if that person is corrupt like what the government is saying so what is it then the entire system is under question here then what is the need which of all is, this procedure which is what this entire yeah. fiasco has shown us but before i come to my summary 
of the discussion because we are clo- nearing the close up time uh, ayush and rohin do you want to weigh in on any of this yeah actually i just wanted to uh, touch upon what uh, rohin said that the judiciary is i think taken the biggest hit in all this because of course you don't expect the government and the cbi i mean cbi is independent on paper and the government the less said the better but about the judiciary i think uh, when i was interviewing prashant bhushan and i asked him about sikri's vote he said it's obviously he's aiming for a post retirement plum <laughs> job that the government might give him and then two days later the reports came out that he was offered a job to which he had orally consented well before he became well part before, of the exactly. selection yeah, panel to which so there is anything connected to do with this because he was given that post a uh, right. month before but the broad point being that i think last year when the judgments like 377 and privacy and sabri mala were coming out you saw a sort of you know rise in faith of the judiciary but i think I after all this i wouldn't say rise in faith but just looking at the judiciary moving from very conservative judgments to more liberal judgments right but i, I mean i would i would just always urge a bit of caution on that like the supreme court does that has been doing that for years when it's a convenient case when it's and even last year when it was convenient they they were they, you know they this they standing out there like lions but when the moment there's any government interest they don't do it like i mean people talk about sabrimala that's sometimes. very serious vakasha i mean but it's there i mean you look at it time after time there is literally not been one case in indian judicial history where they've actually stood up to the government and stopped them i can't counter that because i have n- <laughs> i don't really know much details no, about it can't i guess sikri has done it when when in kannada when sikri used his judicial review option when he stopped the governor when he even in fact gave a 15 days period i know when he in fact reduced the 15 days period but the point is he he was in in a sense he was slightly bound there by the fact that the supreme court had done this previously like he was bound by a previous the only the only relevant law on that point was that if he'd had even a bit of wiggle room you don't know but i'm just saying, i'm not saying that's even necessarily i i know it sounds like i'm trying to say that you know oh, they just roll over every time the government wants them to but this is a serious issue which we are seeing in india is that whenever the stakes are really high it does not nothing really happens there like even in judgments which you think are good there is always a payoff like look at like verma's case is again there they they finally came out with this great judgment on transfers or this or that but at the same time you waited for two months hadia's case great judgment on dignity and autonomy and everything but how many months did it take to get there when it should have been done again on the first day so सीबीआई की कहानी में इतना ज्यादा मसाला है ना किसी बॉलीवुड के डायरेक्टर को इस पे भी फिल्म बनानी चाहिए इसमें इतना सारा थ्रिलर थ्रिलर है आई मीन नेक्स्ट प्रोपेगेंडा फिल्म विल बी दैट या इट्स ओनली टाइम सेट योर वॉच सो जस्ट टू समराइज व्हाट वी वर टॉकिंग अबाउट लुकिंग एट दिस कन्वर्सेशन all the characters or at least most of the characters look compromised or at least have a conflict of interest ak patnaik kv choudhry justice sikri modi alok verma so i mean then how legitimate are the results or how legitimate is the cvc report or do we still give a lot of legitimacy to the transference of alok verma given the decision given by the panel i mean i would say for me i think the panel dis- the panel's decision was on wrong on bad on a bad basis because so that's is it still valid I mean it's it's still because my unfortunately my opinion <laughs> won't get to won't, won't overturn it but um it's still valid because the committee has the power to authorize that and so they've done it is it a bad decision could it potentially actually have been could be could it be challenged in a court there are there are grounds but it'll take too long and again it's just a matter of just this kind of thing will just get stuck in and frustrated but this the decision was 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 not on the right basis the cvc report should not have been given that kind of credence 
uh, especially given Patnaik's observations against it. The Supreme Court should have handled the matter better. They should have, if, by, when, if they were saying, they, if they directed the High Power Committee to look into it, they should have made sure all the material was before the High Power Committee. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's a bad decision. Unfortunately, we're stuck with it, I think. And, and also knowing that the high-powered committee itself has conflict of interest, the Supreme Court's role becomes even more important. But Arvind, what's your take I, on I this? I agree with Vakashan. I also say that it has, put, it has made a bad precedent because CVC report is just a recommendation. We should not go blindly by it. Whenever CVC forwards a complaint they receive from some quarters when they forward it to CBI, usually CBI will go through it and then they only they will register mm -hmm. an FIA. Here, in this particular case, government has given so much of power to CBI from tomorrow, whatever the recommendation of CVC will be treated as a final mm -hmm. word. Mm -hmm. Even from tomorrow, whatever the complaints CBI receives from CVC, they will be bound to register an FIA because even their chief has been removed with the same CVC report. Correct. So it's a very bad precedent which need to be challenged, which need to be questioned. No, in, the, in our system, as is a democratic country, in our system, we have something called judicial review also, our judiciary has it. We can't question, we can't go into whether judiciary is using it right way or wrong way, but we have checks and balances everywhere. But giving all extraordinary powers only to CVC is a very bad precedent. This this would say, because what if CVC, Chief Vigilance Commissioner, become a corrupt person? Again, Correct. it will all come back to Lokpal again. Abhitak, we, have, we don't have a Lokpal. <laughs> and of course, there's so many controversies over Lokpal because every all the candidates for Lokpal just happen to be retired judges yeah. who just happen to... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a never-ending <laughs> Okay, with that, I know it's a very deep and diverse subject and we won't be able to cover everything in this. But with that, I want to move on to the JNU sedition case. Rohan, if you want to give us a brief about what is happening. And since we have two JNU students, I'm sure both of you <laughs> can start, compliment each other. You started. I have, spoken, I have spoken too much in CBI. Uh, and we'll keep it really brief we have to close this in 5 minutes so 9 february 2016 2016 2016 2016 2016 2016 चार्जशीट दायर की है पटियाला हाउस कोर्ट पटियाला हाउस कोर्ट में चार्जशीट दायर की है अब तीन साल इनको चार्जशीट दायर करने में लग गए हैं जब इलेक्शन सब साढ़े तीन चार महीने बाकी रह गए मेरा तो प्रोसीजर सेस तो दी चार्जशीट हैज़ टू बी फाइल्ड विदिन नाइंटी डेज नो दैट इस इफ यू डोंट फाइल इट विदिन अब तीन साल बाद जब किया गया है उसमें भी अभी भी उनके पास कुछ भी इस तरीके के एविडेंस नहीं है लेकिन कल मैं जब टीवी चैनल्स देख रहा था तो मैं देख रहा था क्विंट को नेम आउट किया सुधीर चौधरी ने कि <laughs> तो वो मुझे बड़ा मजेदार लग रहा था मैं सोच रहा था कि वकासा से जाके बोलूंगा क्विंट को नेम आउट किया है उस दिन तो जो नैरेटिव पूरा बिल्ड करने का जो तरीका है वो बिल्ड कर रहे हैं and they have named 10 accused and they brought sedition which is a very the the question should be like what is the need of sedition in this country? What is the need of that provision? That provision should be scrapped. That way, the the entire lot of hate speech and free speech laws need an overhaul. Now, the debate is that the law is now in scope. 
हम तो अब एज ए जे स्टूडेंट हम लोग तो ये भी डिबेट करते थे कि अफजल को कैसे फांसी हुई कैसे पकड़ा गया तो अब तो इस पर डिबेट ही नहीं हो सकता आई नीड टू ब्रिंग ऑल अदर सेक्शन अनलॉफुल असेंबली इट्स नॉट अ पब्लिक इट्स वेन यू वेन यू ट्रीट दैट टेन स्टूडेंट्स ग्रुपिंग टूगेदर एस एन अनलॉफुल असेंबली देन एंटर यूनिवर्सिटी कॉलेज लाइफ विल बी अंडर क्वेश्चन यू कैन एंजॉय योर कॉलेज लाइफ आर यू ब्रिंगिंग वन फोर्टी फोर इन टू ऑल कॉलेज सेंग दैट नो मोर देन थ्री आर फोर परसेंट शुड वॉक टूगेदर वट इज दिस अनलॉफुल assembly in a university it, any assembly in a university can't be treated as an unlawful assembly again coming into slogans raised or not that is the court should decide again whether that amount to sedition again court will decide but point is 3 years time what did the government doing what did the delhi police doing abhi delhi Very police convenient is, time to put this out before yeah. elections yeah. and there have been the last year at around the same time there were questions asked where is the charge sheet and complete radio silence hmm. no invest nothing had been found in the investigation back then and they have brought 36 students 10 plus 36 they have included 46 students also abhi delhi police is boasting that we have done an extensive hmm. investigation we have filed a 1200 page charge it completely i agree even in 2g case cbi filed i think more than 10000 pages as it what happened to the the number of pages does not matter what is the stuff inside so tell me this did they also bring the charge sheet in the 2g case in a trunk uh not one trunk they brought it in three trunks <laughs> that is the only difference but okay. yeah uh, I, we should wait for the I mean, I, i'm going okay why don't i use one to go and then i'm going to sort of weigh in a bit on the sedition debate once i was just touching upon the the prime time debates last mm-hmm. night on certain channels certain Nam channels are public to watch watching republic last night was revolting okay not that it's not on the usual days <laughs> but oh my god i think would on usual days arnab allows for a complete expression of right wing views but yesterday you couldn't tell what was going on they were just shouting thankfully i wasn't watching but i should be close with your comments sorry guys so i'm just want i just want to talk about the sedition thing here because as arvind points out your this is where sedition is so dangerous you're saying that you there's no scope for talking about whether a state action is incorrect there's no scope for saying some a terrorist should not have been hanged and that's completely violative of free, of any conception of free speech and that's why sedition has been repealed in the very country which gave us 124a the uk repealed it realizing it it's a violation of and and by the way the uk has used to have stronger libel laws stronger restrictions on free speech than india did and they've cut it out because they realized it was a problem you have certainly when you are against all what english brought and then you are going back to ram rajya saying that i think 134 <laughs> should also be repealed i mean it should, should go, also go back with it's 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 a very very dangerous concept to have because it's so vague and that's hmm. the thing and that's of course now the supreme court has tried to cut it down from being as vague as it was hmm. because they've said it has to involve an incitement to violence and that to an, an incitement to violence that is imminent not that in that you know there will be eventually a grand revolution and we'll kill all these people or whatever that's not that's not the point you have to there has to be an incitement to imminent violence which even if we go by the doctored version of what these or whatever these videos and claims about hmm. the slogans were there was nothing of that sort so even at its worst the concept there was no you can't make out a case of sedition from even those even if you believed everything the police and these complainants said that's point 1 point 2 is um you know the, the fact that there were slogans also is in itself not enough we've had pro khalistani slogans have been found to not constitute sedition by the supreme court in balwant singh in 1995 so this whole thing is a charade there is no even going by that the, by the by if all the evidence is believed it does not constitute a, a case of sedition and it really is time to re, to relook at sedition laws here uh, the law commission has realized as a need for that and you've also had a finding by the supreme court 
in the 377 case that pre-constitutional laws do not have a presumption of constitutionality. And that's where I think what Arvind said about the English thing comes in. Okay, I'll let me complete it. And uh, I hope and I request Delhi police also to take the three years time, but they should also come up with the charge sheet in the violence that happened in the Patiala House Court when Kanaya was brought. Many media people were also attacked. Correct. Second thing, in this particular case, media should sit and they should introspect. How did they report this case? Who made it such a big sensational hysteric? Those are students. What happened there? Media should sit and media should introspect. How did they go ahead? Go ahead. I know. Rohan is going to finish. I'm just going to jump in. One thing because he talked about the student protest, the, the, the just, violence. Just because the there's a link back to some of the stuff we talked about earlier. Justice Gogoi dismissed a case for contempt of court over what happened, the violence in the Patiala House Court, saying, let's not flog a dead horse. So I want to just leave this out there, that the that the judiciary failed here as well, and the Supreme mm-hmm. Court failed to take action when it should have on that matter as well. I mean, Sorry. speaking about media history and introspection, there are a lot of cases that media should look at. Rohan, yes, Last please. comment, because Vakasa was going to be very far and he was talking about it. So in our country, he was going to be cheering बात जोड़ दूं कि चार्जशीट तो कई लोगों पे है ना लेकिन कन्हैया उमर उमर को तो उमर के लाइफ को इतना ज्यादा अनसर्टेन कर दिया कि उस पे गोली चली उस पे क्या हुआ आज तक कभी नहीं मालूम चला दूसरा कि चार्जशीट तो अमित शाह पे भी है उसको तो उस तरीके से आप नहीं दिखा पाते यार टीवी पे लेकिन कन्हैया को है तो आप देशद्रोही लगा रहे हो और सिर्फ इतना एक क्वेश्चन मार्क लगा दिया और पूरी जो आपकी लैंग्वेज बॉडी लैंग्वेज है बिल्कुल उसके अगेंस्ट है दैट इज ट्रू आई मीन दिस इज समथिंग आई फाइंड वेरी प्रॉब्लमेटिक दैट द मीडिया कैन से एनीथिंग पुट अ क्वेश्चन मार्क एट द एंड एंड गेट अवे विद एवरीथिंग long before even Delhi police filed the charge set. And since Rohan you brought the difference in treatment of Omar and uh, Amit Shah <laughs> and <Think> everyone <laughs> and Kanaya Kumar I mean there was a state one particular channel was talking to both Kanaya and Omar Rajdeep was talking to India right yeah. India Today was talking yeah. to both of them and how Kanaya said that he, you know, he's gotten the opportunity mm. to speak at mm-hmm. multiple conferences, mm. whereas Umar has not. Mm. I mean, I'm wondering why this is happening. What is it that is making the media treat them differently? But, but we will leave was it. Umar, <laughs> Umar was there at the media rumble. Yeah. Let's concede. Okay. We invited him. I mean, yes. the hint is in his yeah. name, I guess. <laughs> okay, so we will leave it there. That's the end of the episode. Thank you so much, guys. But I need all of you to give your recommendations really quickly. Rohan. My very good friend is Misilis Priyadarshi. When he was running the whole protest, he wrote a diary which was brought to the form of the book. His name is JNU Anti-National Diary. I think he should study it. Aish? Uh, I was reading um, Dalrymple's book, The Age of Kali. Mm. This is about his uh, travels and encounters in India in the 90s. I think uh, the listeners should be, I think people from our generation especially should be, I think, glance through that book, especially a couple of essays on the caste wars in Rajasthan and about Lucknow. And I think just reflect upon how the country has changed since the 1990s and in some ways in which it hasn't changed. Okay. okay. And I've since we it. didn't discuss the workers' strike, I think Wire's uh, long article on Bharat called Bharat Bandh, Why Workers Brought India to a Halt for Two Days. Okay. I think 
people should read that yeah Bakashi yeah so I, one thing which I, i'd probably recommend is um, one of my colleagues at the quint has been following up a lot on the muzaffarnagar violence and a bunch of rapes which took place there and she'd done a couple of stories earlier and she's done another one now on how these cases have again just languished in the court for years and nothing's happened to them and those women have been forced to pretty most of the women have actually been forced to give up their cases because there was so much pressure so they've all now given false statements to take away the charges one of them is fighting a lone battle to try and keep this going but it's it's an absolute nightmare because the courts don't seem to be you know they 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 they're not in no hurry to do it even though they should have wrapped up the matter long before now i think it's something to to keep following uh i want to recommend i'm reading currently reading a book by arun ferreira called colors of the cage oh that's, nice that's my recommendation and with that that's what they'll quote when they charge you with sedition <laughs> just 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 letting you know the uapa will have you that mean charge us. us no no they will <laughs> take us <laughs> Prime Minister threat note from a laptop <laughs> in this one. So be careful. So that's the end of the podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for all your feedback. Thank you, thank panel, you. for joining us thank and you, Parikshit Kelly. and Anilji. But for us to continue doing this good work, you have got to pay. Because when the public pays, the public is served. When corporations, governments, and advertisers pay. they are served so subscribe to news laundry or any other independent news organization of your choice happy subscribing all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel